Every season is spooky season in our book. So settle in and prepare to be shook. You are listening to Shook, a comedic podcast about all things paranormal and unexplained. I'm Santa. Hey, Santa Banana. I'm Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a fun fact? I have a really unfun fact. And also my very own Shook story for this episode of Shook Stories. So you may notice if you're watching the YouTube cut that the stew looks a little different. So yesterday I was trapped inside my home. My front door literally would not open. I could not get out. It was terrifying and I was freaking out and I texted Danielle and I was like, help, I am trapped in here. Please come help me. She came over and helped and got the door open. She fixed it for me. While we were standing there at the door after it was fixed, we heard a crash in the stew. And just so you know, a couple of days ago, I had put up a new picture up there and I was really excited about it. And so I saw that that had hit the floor. I didn't realize until I'd come back into the studio to clean it up that my little eyeballs, my two little cameo eyeballs that I Mm -hmm. have back there, those both fell and they shattered. Um, (gasps) So this is one of them. Oh, my God. My baby. This is the other one. My other baby. Yeah, so they're both broken, and I do have the pieces where, like, I mean, I guess I could try to glue them back together, but it's just not the same, and so I am going to have to get on Etsy and go to the Artist Fungus Gallery and repurchase these because I want these to be back where they were. That's how I wanted it. And that's how it's going to be. But yeah, I, I think there's possibly a reasonable explanation as to how this happened. And it was probably from all the stuff we were doing with the door just created like vibrations that shook the wall, but it was just like kind of crazy. Cause like those were like really secure on there. The other picture was not as secure so, like, yeah. I could see that one falling, but those were, like, very secure. Oh, my God. Hunty, I'm so sorry. That's an R&R. That's my unfun fact. I think what happened with your studio, I think that may have been the vibrations, like you said, but those eyes are sturdy, and the fact mm-hmm. that they both fell. Who did it? Who? And you're not going to win because I'm getting some more. Yeah. Well. I'm sorry about that. That's a very unfun fact, as you stated. My fun fact is I finally got a light bulb for my studio that doesn't blow out the back, and it can change colors, and so it's purple. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm still getting my rhythm in this new house. I love it. Don't get me don't get me wrong, but I still am looking for the perfect frame for my Laura's Beating art pieces, which I said will go right here. Uh, my sister Emily's studio looks really awesome. Her studio is so fucking cool. Yeah. Looking. It's so cute and it's so perfect for like her e-girl vibes that she's yeah. cultivating over on Twitch. Absolutely. <laughs> and guess what? Another fun fact. My sister Emily is basically famous now because she did a promo with hers, which hers, come find us. You know where to find us. 
Mm-hmm. Santa, you, you've you've used hers before. Actively using hers as we speak. Yeah. It's running through my veins. Yeah. So it's not <laughs> a paid partner yet, but if we get to that point, maybe we'll have a link. Basically, they offer anything you could ever want. Medication for your mental health, skincare products. It's awesome. And she's given me some of her facial cleanser. It's kind of like the CeraVe kind that I use. It's it's really mm-hmm. nice. But anyways, she was on TikTok and she did a little ad for them and it's gotten thousands and thousands and thousands of views. So congratulations, Emily. We love you. I'm so proud. We are so proud of little Emily. She's the best. And then also, this is probably going to be old news by the time we release this episode. Maybe, maybe not. But my mom started her own business. Yes, Amy. Yes. It's called Amy's Glitter Creations on Instagram, and that's the website as well. I mentioned the last time we recorded that we were doing a giveaway. I still don't know when the giveaway is going to be because I'm waiting for a couple more items. But this pen right here, this is one of them. It says Shook, and it's got a cute little ghost on it. And my mom, honestly, is the most talented person ever, and she's always been very crafty. So I knew, I knew she would get her come up. I knew she would. She's so crafty. She is. She's always doing something. Yes. I believe she is. (laughs) I believe she is. Always got her hand in something. Jack of all trades. That's right. That's right. But anywho's it's I think that's all I've got for fun facts without blowing my load, uh, so to speak. Lots of crazy stuff has happened in my life recently. Anyways, uh, <laughs> like we said, this is our Shook Stories episode, and we've got some really good ones for you. I have to ask you, Santa, do you want the big one first? I believe I do. Okay. All right. So the story I'm about to read to you came from a friend of mine named Brittany. We used to work together. She's really awesome, and she is extremely sensitive to the other side. She's so sensitive. One time we were working in the office, and she said that she felt a spirit in there with us. And come to find out, the building where we worked was super haunted. And she said it was a female spirit with curly blonde hair and that her name started with an S. And so immediately I called Stephanie and I was like, are you okay? <laughs> like, I, I'm not, I'm not joking. I freaked out. I was like, what do you mean? And Brittany was like, I don't know. She needs help, but I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out what exactly she needs help from. And she came back, the spirit, this S name spirit came back like once or twice more And both times, like, she would just – she always had crystals with her, too. And she would always just grab her crystal and be like, she's here. And I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Like, I'm sensitive, but I didn't – I didn't pick up on any bad vibes. So I'm guessing she was a good spirit. But listen, okay. Brittany's subject line says, I'm scared to even send this. Just wanted to start by saying I love y'all's podcast. Just a little background about myself, I have always been what someone once told me is a sensitive. I can feel spirits and energy, sometimes see them, and even sometimes can talk with them, and they can talk with me. I have encountered lots of ghosts, and most of the time, they're pretty decent. I've dealt with a poltergeist. I have felt an angel only once, and worst, demons. Yes, I'm odd. But I have been this way my entire life, so to me, this is normal. 
the following awful experiences were witnessed by at least 10 people over the course of two years. My two cousins, Rachel and Heather, their dad, Josh, new stepmom, Deborah, and three stepbrothers, Jonathan, Brian, and James, moved into a new house. This house was previously owned by one of Rachel's friends from high school, and before they moved, her friend told her that she had left a message in her closet. I thought, why wouldn't she just tell her? While unpacking, we noticed all of the windows had been nailed shut. Also, the attic had been completely nailed shut. We all found this odd, but we just blew it off. Since it was their first night in the house, I decided to have a sleepover with my cousin Rachel. She only had a twin bed at the time, so I made a pallet on the floor next to bed. We turned the light out and were just talking and looking at the fake plastic stars on the ceiling. I remember those. You know, the ones from the 90s? LOL. She said, But that's when I saw him. A man in the corner of her room. He had blonde hair, a white collared polo, dark jeans, and brown shoes. He was watching us, grinning at us. I told my cousin about him, and she shrugged it off, saying, Stop trying to scare me. I was so scared that I climbed into the little twin-sized bed with her and tried to fall asleep, but he just kept staring at us. I told him to go away, but he smiled a very creepy, uneasy smile. My cousin could tell that I was starting to freak out, and she said, Let's look at all the stars and make up a map, and we will follow it in the morning, kind of like a treasure map. So we sat there and made what we thought was a make-believe map and would follow it the next morning throughout the house. I do not know when, but I somehow managed to fall asleep. And the next morning, we followed this map. Starting from her bedroom, we walked three steps and turned right, which happened to lead right down the stairs. Next step, walk 10 steps and turn left. We ended up in the garage in front of this odd little 24 by 12 door that was locked and had a padlock. I asked her, did you notice this when you were moving in? No, she said. Curious, we got a hammer and managed to open the door. Oh my god, the synchronicity with the door. <laughs> I'm getting uncomfy as I read this. I have chill bumps because I know what's happening. <sighs> no, she said. Curious, we got a hammer and managed to open the door. It was so small, only I could squeeze through it. I found a light switch when I got in there and I flipped it on. A light flickered on hovering above the tiny crib and a rocking horse, both made out of old-timey wood. It creeped me out. Why the fuck was this shit in there? And why was there a padlock on it? And why did the previous owners leave it? I got a bad feeling and I said, okay, let's just go back upstairs. The rest of that day was uneventful besides pulling nails out of the windowsills. About two weeks later, my cousin called and asked me to come over. So my mom drove me over and dropped me off. Rachel said, I have something to tell you. I could tell by the look on her face that it wasn't good. She said that every single night she hears someone pacing up and down the hallway. She opens the door and no one is there or even awake. 
She also said that in the past few days, the footsteps had started stomping harder. And when it stops in front of the door, she can see the doorknob start to twist. Since this, she started keeping her door locked, hoping whatever it is cannot get in. One day, Rachel and her stepbrothers decided to open the attic. They got all the nails out and pulled the stairs down, and Rachel went up. But not for long. She stared into the darkness and noticed in the darkest corner of the attic was a dark, shadow man-like figure standing in the corner staring back at her. It's a gnar. <laughs> I'm like, mm. I can't. This is so scary. Okay. Gnar, I have one of those attics. <laughs> no. Keep it out of the attic. I don't like that. <laughs> okay. I live alone. <laughs> My door doesn't work, so get the fuck out. I have to reckon with this later. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> In solitude. I have to reckon with this later. I like that. <laughs> Flash forward about a month. Rachel, Heather, Jonathan, and I were all sitting in the living room watching TV when the answering machine, you know, the ones with the tape recorder, started playing just static. Yes, I feel old. The phone didn't ring, so we were all just looking at each other confused. Just when we were about to press the eject button for the tape to come out, a blood-curdling scream came out of the answering machine. (laughs) I don't like this at all. The front door slammed shut, and we heard what sounded like furniture being thrown around the room from one of the downstairs rooms. Hesitantly, we went down the stairs and found a couch flipped upside down, a bookshelf knocked over with books thrown all over the place and the back door wide open. We all just ran out of the house, not knowing what else to do. As the weeks went on, she would find all the cabinets in the kitchen randomly open. Chairs would be moved. The TV would turn on and off. The radios would turn on every night at 3 a.m., blaring music, and she would hear those footsteps pounding down the hall. And by now, yanking on her door handle. Her door handle was ripped off on multiple occasions. We would try to tell her dad what was going on, but he said he never heard stomping and he told her it was all in her head. However, the stepmom's mood started to change over the following months as she was falling into a deep depression. The stepmother eventually ended up in a mental institution for a number of years. On another occasion, my cousin was coming home one night after being out with friends and she saw a dark figure standing in the backyard. For some reason, it darted at her and it started to chase. She, for some reason, ran toward it and yelled, but as she got closer, it just disappeared. Another incident when I was over there was we were in the kitchen cooking lunch when her oldest stepbrother came into the doorway and was just watching us. She asked Brian, what are you doing? He said, you'll find out soon. He smiled and walked away. After he walked away, we heard furniture being thrown around again in the same downstairs room. When we went to investigate, nothing had been touched, and we found Brian sleeping in his room. When we asked him about what had just happened upstairs, he said that he had been sleeping and and that it was impossible for him to have been upstairs, so it wasn't him. Things escalated pretty quickly after that. <sighs> Bro, it's been escalated. The stepmom was still in the mental institution. 
there was nightly stomping down the hallway, and she now had to put a bolt lock on her door. Brian had started attacking her, and the other two brothers were saying that he was going to kill them. So the last night anyone was ever in that house, Brian had called Rachel downstairs to his room. He pulled out a knife. Okay, trigger warning, this whole part. He pulled out a knife and started laughing, and then he slit his own throat. I want to, like, cry and throw up at the same time. Ooh, okay. I know it sounds like a freaking movie. Rachel covered his throat with her hands, blood everywhere. Brian was still managing to laugh, and EMTS arrived. I just stood there in terror. He was okay after some stitches, physically, but then he was also sent to a mental institution. He still, to this day, does not remember what happened. Rachel ended up being an EMT. Oh, and we never found the written message in her closet or heard from that girl again. After that, the demon found a new home, a new person, me. I was terrorized by it for about 10 years. I would hear my name being whispered all the time everywhere. I didn't sleep, and if I did, it was nightmares. And then I'd wake up with scratches all over my body. I was in a full depression, and trigger warning again, I tried to commit suicide myself. When I was in my 20s, I met this girl at college. As we were walking down the hallway, I heard it whisper my name. I ignored it, being used to it. She asked me, Brittany, didn't you hear someone just whisper your name? I was completely shocked. It had been 10 years of torment and no one had ever heard it. She said, are you haunted by a demon? I cannot even begin to explain the relief I felt that someone had finally heard it and believed me. She said her father was a preacher and she could help me. That day, I got saved. Literal religion saved. The demon stopped. We don't like to talk about it. I'm even nervous thinking and typing about it. What if the demon hears my thoughts? And my cousin Rachel just texted me as I'm writing this. Oh my god. See, I knew this was a bad idea. I haven't even talked to her in years. I will send this, but I am freaking out right now. About to sage the fuck out of my house. I cannot think right now, so I will end it here and say, in the name of God, amen. <sighs> like that, like, freaks me out. Freaks me out. Like, she texted me on Instagram, or Facebook rather, and told me, as, this, as she was about to send this, she goes, I haven't heard from Rachel in years, and she just texted me. How do you... How do you explain that? Yeah, that's a synchronicity if I've ever seen one. I think we might need to check on her following her sending that to you. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to her. I think she sent me a message the other day, and I don't remember if I responded. But Brittany, hang in there. I know you've seen and experienced some real shit, and... It's not fair. Some of the things that you've been through and witnessed and dealt with, like you have a gift. Like she truly does have a gift. I I believe every word she said because she know she just knows things innately. She's very intuitive. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what to say. But the whole thing with it causing suicidal ideation and actual attempts, like. Yeah, that's that's demonic oppression and leading to possession. He may have been possessed. So I saw on I think it was Ghost Adventures, uh, one of the demonic possessions episodes there. I wish I could remember which one it was because I want to cover it. 
there was a priest or a preacher in this house, and he was trying to help this man who had been demonstrating some abnormal behavior, very angry, just violent, and apparently he wasn't like this before. And his wife or whomever the woman was that was there, she said, he's acting strange. This isn't like him. And the camera like pans on the guy who's acting crazy weird. And he's like talking about the preacher or the priest. And he's like, I don't like that guy. Get him out. I don't want him here. And producers or somebody, if I'm remembering this correctly, pulled the priest and preacher aside. I'm like, this is what they're saying. This is what he's saying. And he's like, yeah, he's oppressed. This is the next step before demonic possession. I have chills, dude. Like I'm so scared. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel great about that whole thing. And, um, I don't know what we can do to get rid of this energy. Like we joked Santa, I claim all this negative energy. No, I do not claim. All right, Santa, I need a palate cleanser. Stat, please. So we got a lovely email at shookparanormalpod at gmail.com. That's one of the places you can send your shook stories. We got a great email from Hey Hey. She said, hey, my spooky Southern bells. (laughs) I want to start out by saying thanks for liking one of my posts on Insta to catch my attention, LOL. Because if you hadn't, I wouldn't have found my new fave paranormal pod. Also, I just love y'all's accents. Especially especially when you really laid on thick. (laughs) She spelled it out thick. (laughs) So now when I get done listening to an episode, I walk around sounding more Southern than I already am. LOL, I'm from Texas, so it don't help none. In two ways, we're here to be shook. So let me get to my one and only personal sleep paralysis paranormal experience. Setting the scene, walking into my husband and I's bedroom, to the right we have our closet. Straight ahead we have our dresser with a big mirror. To the left of the dresser is our bed facing the TV that's on the wall where the entrance of the room is. On each side of our bed, we have our own personal fans because we're practically walking heaters and putting us in a bed together, you get a whole fireplace. Also, he wouldn't put the original fan in a place I could feel it, so I just got my own. (laughs) I love the fans. Yes, we stand the fans. (laughs) I got to have my own personal fan or else. I can't sleep through the night without it. Sounds like my mom. (laughs) Anybody have a box fan parent that just like had to have a box fan? That might be a 90s thing. I don't know. No, we had them for sure. (laughs) One morning, my hubby wakes up, gets ready for work, gives me my morning kisses and leaves for the day. I work closer to home. So I stay in bed like 30 extra minutes before I start getting ready for the day. As I'm laying in bed, I'm facing towards my wall and fan and my back is towards the rest of the room his fan, the closet, the doorway, etc. All of a sudden, I hear a child's voice behind me, kind of where my husband's fan is. I open my eyes and I'm staring at my wall and I'm not sure if I tried to move and couldn't or just sat there in shock because I don't have any fucking kids. All caps. Oh no. Oh no. But I didn't move at all and the kid was speaking gibberish, so that was even creepier. 
Not only could I tell it was a kid's voice, but it sounded like it was coming from the height of which a child would be standing, and I could hear it over the sound of both of the fans, which my husband's is one of those super strong industrial ones. Then the voice started transitioning into a demonic, guttural babble and grew louder and louder, along with the size of what felt like a shadow cascading over my room. I couldn't see any of it. I just had the feeling of this darkness growing behind me. Just as it got to the loudest growl, I shot up in bed, turned around towards his fan, and yelled, Hey! And nothing was there. It seemed like it only lasted a few seconds, but I've never been more freaked out in my own home. So that's my only experience. Not sure if it's considered paranormal, but it def creeps me out. LOL. (laughs) I might send in a story about some of my sister's experiences because I'm pretty sure she's a medium. She has a lot of stories, so I want to see if I can get her to type up a couple. Hope to hear this on the pod. I just finished the St. Patty's episode, so I'm excited for more episodes to be released. Love you gals. Keep up the hard work and stay shook. Love, hey, hey. Oh my gosh. Hey, hey, I loved that story. It was like your little commentary throughout kept it lighthearted, but that's still very scary. And definitely sleep paralysis stories are welcome anytime on Shook Stories. Like, please. And also, please give us your sister's stories from her perspective as a medium. Like, feed us. Hey, hey. We want all of it. Hey, hey, please. Yeah. We are starving for those medium firsthand accounts. For the love of Texas, bring it on. Come on with it. Come on. <laughs> There's some Southern draw for you. Hey, hey. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey. We love you. Yes. Uh, can't wait to hear more from you and your sister. Thank you so much for listening and enjoying. And yeah. Thank you. Yes. I loved that story. Me too. Not this gibberish, too demonic talking from yeah. a non-existent child demon thing. Oh my god. No. Ah, that is such a sleep paralysis move. Like, well done, gibberish yeah. kid. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Classic. I mean, hey, hey. Let's hope it was just sleep paralysis. Yeah, let's just write it off as that so that we can sleep at night. Yeah, okay, good idea. Because <laughs> right now, we don't need another demonic option to be haunted by in the night tonight. So Yeah, I take it back. I do not claim this negative energy. I don't. I, I refuse it all. <laughs> Instead of I claim it all, I refuse it all. <laughs> the real OGs know what we're talking about. <laughs> I reject that. <laughs> Rejected. Uh, thank you, Hey Hey. That was great. Your email, literally, I don't remember what was going on, but I know I was having a bad day. And when I saw that come through, I was like, oh my God. Like, what a sweetheart. We love you. It's nice to hear feedback from organic listeners, like people who find us and vibe with us so if you're one of those people we would love to hear from you it just like lets us know that you know people are listening and yeah or even if there's something you don't like let us know that too it's fine but like send it especially in an email. Es- especially if you like it um, yes please 
We love words of affirmation to keep us going. Yes, that is one of my love languages for real. That physical touch, ah, it's between physical touch and quality time. I just now realized in my going on three years of marriage. I love quality time. No phone zone. (laughs) You feel me? Emily, Emily, my sister and I would have a no phone zone requirement during movie nights. And I am implementing that into my current life because honestly, TV and hanging out is way more fun if you're not stuck on Instagram. Yeah, I definitely like lately have been doing that as well. Like, because I have a big problem with my ADHD of like, Mm -hmm. when I'm watching something, I end up like being on my phone. Like I'll be watching something and then I'll be like, oh, I want to look up something pertaining to this. And the next thing you know, I'm in a rabbit hole on my phone and then I missed half of the movie. Exactly. Um, It literally feels like you are stuck. Yeah. I feel like I'm in quicksand when I pick up my phone because like you said, the rabbit hole, one thing leads to another. Mm -hmm. One of my, one of Connelly and I's favorite podcast is Time Suck with Dan Cummins, and we've seen him perform live, and I've been listening to his stand up for years. I'm a longtime stan, and the reason he named his podcast Time Suck is because he was spending so much time doing exactly what we do. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to see what classification of snake this is, or you know, whatever. Like, what's the what else has this actor been in? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my classic. You'd be like, oh, this happened in World War II. Let's see about what happened over here during World War II. And he did a whole freaking thing about World War II yeah. and, like, all the cool shit. So that's honestly what being in an ADHD brain feels like is you hyperfixate on one yeah. thing. And then it just splinters off into a bunch of other hyperfixations. And then you forget about what the original <laughs> hyperfixation was. It's like playing pinball on frenzy mode. Like... <laughs> When they unleash the three pinballs at once and you're just like trying to make sure that they all stay afloat. That's what having ADHD is like. That's the perfect analogy. Pinball on frenzy mode. But I will say this past week I watched two different anime movies because I haven't really been watching anime for a while and that's like a Mm -hmm. genre that I really enjoy, but I just kind of like... I have to be in the mood for different genres that I love. And I watched this one called Perfect Blue, and it's from 1997. It allegedly was the inspo for Black Swan. So I recommend it. It's on Shudder, by the way. Oh, my God. I need your login again, by the way. Take it. I'll give it to you. This is a great anime. Um, And I was, like, locked in, no phone. And I was like, wow, I re- that was a really great experience. Imagine. Like, now, is it a movie or is it a series? It's a movie. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Emily is super into that My Hero Academia one. Yeah. We share but that I think love. That's a sh- I think that's a show. Though, that's a not show a movie. And, and a manga. I ought to give it a try because I'm into literally every genre. Like, I don't care. Mostly I like mystery, thriller, or comedy. Yeah. Dramedy. But anime, I ought to give it a shot. If you ever want to try anime, I recommend starting with Death Note based on, like, the kind of things that you like it's it's like horror okay well just count me in I'm in yeah all right you ready for another story I am okay so this story comes from my in-laws and I never thought in a million years 
when I asked them years ago if they had ever had a paranormal experience, I never would have thought that they would have said, oh, actually, yeah, because these two are very pragmatic. And especially my father-in-law, Tom, like he, that's where Connolly gets it from. He gets his fact or fiction, like laser beam mindset from his dad. He's so smart and he's so practical. And I can't believe that he wrote this in. Actually, Mary Grace, my mother-in-law, wrote this, but it was a collaboration between the two of them, and Mary Grace sent this in for me. So this is what it says, without further ado. It was about 1980 or 1981. We know that by remembering the car that we owned at the time. We were driving an SB on Georgia 400, just south of Cumming, Georgia. It was dusk when we noticed an oval white object in the sky, just off the right side of the car. At first, we wondered if it was a searchlight, but the object was much more defined and had sharp, clear edges. It had almost a pill form, like a ball that had been stretched. After traveling a mile, the object would move ahead of us by a mile or two. Then it would slow down and appear to be following us from behind. Eventually, it crossed over us and traveled on the left side of the car. This happened several times, to where we lost track of it. A few miles down the road, it appeared again. Just before Holcomb Bridge, we were looking at it directly through the sunroof, when it accelerated, unbelievably fast, to the west, and disappeared. We never saw it again, and we don't have a clue as to what it might have been. But we'll never forget it. Tom knows aircraft. Like, he really does. He knows his aircraft. Tom knows aircraft, and he even has his pilot's license. He knows of no aircraft that can accelerate that fast. Ooh, perhaps it was a UFO. A UFO. Yeah, it definitely was. (laughs) Or a weather balloon. As they say these days. Oh, so that's what we're calling it, eh? A weather balloon? (laughs) Nice joke. (laughs) Love you, Mama Bowen. You're the bestest. Honestly, I'm the luckiest gal in the world. Hashtag blessed. Because Mm -hmm. I actually do have amazing in-laws. Better than I could ever hope for, imagine, pray for, anything. So many people can't stand their in-laws. Yeah. Like, big time. And I literally just got lucky, I think. You really did because I see stuff all the time on TikTok of people talking about their, like, toxic, hateful Mm mother-in-laws. Like, it has scared me. It's scaring me away. I mean, there's a lot of things scaring me away from getting married, but, like, that scares me. That's a big one. That That is a big one. It's something I considered when I was dating, too. Like, if I didn't like their mom, mm-mm, it was over for that hoe. It, ha- it needs to be comfortable and, like, harmonious. And, yes, Connolly's parents are very sweet. I've only met them at the wedding, but they were very sweet. Yes, they always ask about you and how things are going. So, hey, Mary Grace and Tom. Yes. Well, I'm going to say, hey, Grace, hey, Grace, because that's what she prefers to go by. Don't call her Mary. Don't call her Mary. It's Grace. 
or get out. <laughs> or you're out. <laughs> Thanks again to Tom and Mary Grace for sending in that story because of all people, I never thought, I never thought that they would send me a UFO account. So there we go. How about you, Santa? You got one more for us to cap off? I do have precisely one more. Ooh. And this one is a YouTube comment, which we love to see and would love to see more of. Yes. This is a comment from Ron Gracie, and he commented on episode eight, which was titled On a School Night. And that was one of our Shocktober episodes where our theme for that episode was sleep paralysis. And so that was a really fun one. The synchronicities of this. I'm just not yeah. realizing. This is weird. <laughs> yes. Two, two sleep paralysis stories. So Ron said in his comment, I've experienced paralysis one time in my life. When I was about 13, I was trying to sleep in my room. I had left my door cracked open about two feet. My dog was sleeping with me. He started staring at the doorway and barking. When I looked through the doorway, I felt so intensely that something was maliciously glaring at me. I was instantly paralyzed by fear. I'm not sure how long this lasted, but it felt like hours. I would have thought I completely fabricated this feeling in my head, but for a long time, my dog stared at the same spot too. The other room was completely dark, and ever since then, I sleep with my door closed. My stepdad's grandpa had died in the house, but this was a new addition built onto the house, and I never heard anything about him being a bad person. This presence wasn't friendly and didn't feel human. Something worse. And that's it. Wow, Ron. Um, Yikes. I'm going to go ahead and just say... Let's just say that was not your grandpa because I feel like your grandpa for sure wouldn't have wanted you to feel scared. Nobody nobody would want to do that to you that's a paternal or maternal figure. And I'm sorry mm -hmm. you experienced that when you were 13. That's traumatizing. And it kind of seems like your dog was looking out for you. Thanks for that awesome story, Ron. That was that was great. Thank you for commenting on our YouTube. It really means a lot when y'all engage with us. It feels like we're internet friends from afar. Yes. Um, thank you so much, Ron. And I love that you gave us that story um, on a YouTube comment. We would love more of those. Uh, like we always say, give us your Shook stories however is easiest for you. Podcast at gmail.com. The contact form on shookpodcast.com our Instagram DMs at Shook Podcast, or in the YouTube comment section. Shoot, you can even leave a Shook story in the reviews on Apple Podcasts if you want to. Maybe not, but you can if you want. Yeah. You know, it's do you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we would love to get some more Shook stories so we can do another Shook stories episode. One topic that I'm personally interested in, if anyone has any stories pertaining to this topic is past lives. I want to hear some firsthand accounts of past life stories. Like, have you done a past life regression hypnotherapy session and remembered your past life? Tell me about it. Um, is your toddler saying a bunch of stuff about like how they used to be your grandpa and <laughs> yeah or something like 
tell me about it. Like, oh my gosh, I need the tea on the past life stuff. So if you have that, please send it. But also, regardless of if it's past life related, we just want your spooky, um, paranormal, unexplained tea. Absolutely. Piping hot. Make it piping hot tea, please. Piping hot. Because the ones we got this week were pretty piping hot. Honestly, like I... I hate to be cliche, but I am shook about these stories we read today. And Santa, that's the perfect idea for a specific CTA call to action because I just started reading, finally just started reading Many Lives, Many Masters. And I know you've read mm-hmm. it before and maybe we can do a past lives episode at some point once we, uh, once I finish the book, which given my schedule, it might take a while for me to finish it, but I'm going to try. But anyways, I guess that's our story. Yeah, and Pepper's starting his shit, so that's my <laughs> cue, I guess. <laughs> Pepper, you need to simmer down. Okay, well, thanks, everybody. We appreciate you, and we will see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. Send us more Shook stories. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into Shook. New episodes of Shook drop every other Wednesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, soon to be wherever you find your podcasts. Check out our show notes for more information on this week's episode, our social links, and more. Until next time, stay shook. Hey, do you have a personal paranormal encounter that you'd like to share with us? Visit our website, shookpodcast.com, to fill out our contact form. Or you can send us an email at shookparanormalpod at gmail.com.